I almost bought a big bag of like Reese cups, like the tree Reese cups. Oh, yeah. There's a four pound bag of them. It's $12. I was like, oh, I should get this. I'm like, oh, wait, peanut butter spoils. Like, you can't just keep this out at room temperature forever, guys. You're the dummy that don't believe in science. All your projects always be denying. You're the dummy that don't believe in science. All your projects always be denying. And I got thrown on half my words. I've got thrown on half my words. Alright guys, we are back. It is episode three of the payoff pitch. It's me, Nick. Joining me as always, it's Matt. It's me. It's me. It's D D. And of course, joining us from the Quiznos hot, hot, hotline is Jonathan. I went to Olive Garden last night and got a big plate of diarrhea. I wish they would sponsor the podcast. Why would you want to sponsor the podcast? I just want someone to sponsor us. You just want somebody to sponsor us. I just want literally someone to sponsor us. Like, just, hey man, if you're listening to this podcast, give us a dollar and be our sponsor, please. (laughs) We don't want a whole lot. Literally a dollar. And you can be the sponsor of the payoff pitch. Oh yeah, you're probably right. I want two dollars. Negotiation. I see. Negotiation. You gotta start high. Yes. I set the bar high. That way we meet in the middle. Yeah. So it is episode three of the payoff pitch. Famous number three, go. I mean, obviously, if we're talking number threes, there's only one number three. You? Well, no, Dale Earnhardt. Oh, I was gonna say Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade? No. No, he doesn't count. Yeah, he is. He's number three, but he's Why not. He he's count? not the only number three. Three, three. Raise hell, praise Dale. He's not Dale. He's a lap ahead. Obviously, it's Dale Earnhardt. And unless you have a better number three besides so we just Dwayne don't Wade. Have to pick athletes anymore. We just pick. Harvey Killebrew, number three. Anyway, in today's episode, we will be discussing the recently completed spring cleanup program. It was quick. I did not enjoy it. I'm gonna go ahead and say it right off the jump. I did not enjoy this program. It was not fun. It was too time consuming. Like that's the biggest gripe I have with it. Is just it required too much time. I didn't have enough of it. It was a three week program, and I finished it with roughly four days left. You have to do a lot of stuff. We have to- you have to do a lot of like XP grind. They give you a lot of opportunities to earn XP, but at the same time, like they had an event that was going on. I really wanted to do the event. None of the event counted. Well, the event counts in terms of like a minimal XP towards the program, but it's not like giving me like thirty. 30,000 XP like the Conquest map would or 25,000 XP like Showdown would. So I literally had to decide, do I want the event game and get this card that's probably not that good or go ahead and play Conquest, do a bunch of offline stuff. Should I have fun with the game or should I be miserable? And that's the, the way it's going to be. It feels like for the whole game cycle, the first program was the same way. Like you have to pick and choose. What do you want to do? Do you want to have fun or do you want to just slog through this fucking game and just be miserable. That's the biggest gripe I have about spring cleanup was it's time consuming. And then even the program that's going on right now, it is also a very quick program, a lot of XP. I actually don't know if I can get this one done in time. Oh, really? I really don't know. It's going to be close. This one is two weeks. You only get one boss and he's 200,000 XP. So you have to get 200,000 XP to get him? Yeah, I have to get 200,000 XP to get him. There's people that already have him, so apparently it's not that hard, but I just, I have a life. Not to be rude, but I have a job. I have bills i have a wife you podcast know you have to edit. i have a podcast to edit i want to stream sometimes and when i do the streaming you have a dance troupe you have to take care of yeah we have the dance troupe i mean it's just there's a lot going on spend a lot of time waiting at kentucky fried chicken i spend a lot of time sitting in a dark room staring at a 
wall trying not to cry. I mean, that's really the biggest one is just dark room, not cry. Put a TV screen in there. I'll take the Switch with me. Yeah, why not? Man, I played again on the Switch the other day. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm getting a little better at it, but it's still like, don't do anything that's important. Don't play games that you're trying to win. You probably won't. Can you use a touch screen in it? Or is it only like... It's all buttons. all buttons. Too bad, because it'd be fun to pitch with the touch right? screen. Right? It actually I, would I be a lot of fun. Now. Let me pinpoint with the fucking screen on the Switch SDS. Please, please, please. All right, so before we jump into the actual discussion of spring cleanup and the limited, and I do mean limited rewards that you got, let's go ahead and kick it off with everyone's favorite segment. That way, in case we lose them, it'll be okay. Jonathan's Offline Grind Season 2. Jonathan, you haven't played the game? I haven't played the game. Well, look at that. Someone else who doesn't have time for it. Oh, I have plenty of time. I just don't want to play it. You fit right in with the community. There are people who are just like, they're already burnt out on the game, and we've just gotten started. We're three programs into it, mm-hmm. and they're just like, I'm done. I don't care anymore. Is it not as fun as last year? The biggest gripe is the hitting engine, and I do have this in my notes, just because this is a really big deal. And everyone has been asking, when are they fixing the hitting engine? When are they fixing the hitting engine? It's not working. You should have gotten the idea that St. Louis Studios was one. 100% on board with this hitting engine when they made a website that gave you all the data of batting averages, exit velocities, launch angles. Like they were backing up full lean into like this hitting engine is what we want because they gave you a website and it's like you can sort through all this information and see what you're getting like feedback wise. And then they have their stream the other day and in the stream they mentioned that the hitting engine is functioning the way the team wants. There's nothing that's necessarily wrong with it. So basically, pound sand this is it man like we're gonna hard or too easy to get a hit you're not getting the results that you would expect from a hit and i've tweeted this out already i've mentioned it on stream before but i'll go ahead and say it in the podcast too because you know you gotta say it three times before someone actually remembers well, it listen to the podcast. yeah 100 i had an at bat it was andrew mccutcheon i believe i hit a line drive center field right it was in the park home run essentially for andrew mccutcheon well at the same time i had stat cast up because i was trying to see i'm not getting results i expect i want to know why so i'm comparing it to stat cast if the numbers match up okay that's baseball i put the launch angle and exit velocity in it was a 981 expected batting average okay I mean, we're talking basically a base hit. That ball was a line out to the center fielder. Oh, yeah. He took two steps in and caught that shit. Yeah. Okay? I had it up on StatCast. Every single ball hit to the outfield with this launch angle and exit velocity was a hit. The only times it made an out was when it was hit to a middle infielder. Oh, okay. So there is literally nothing about this that says, I'm hitting the ball to the center fielder. He catches it like a can of fucking corn. So you're not getting the results that also you expect. Flat. Like if you're, yeah, if a middle infielder can get it, center fielder can get it. Just like put, just take it two steps. He's not jumping or anything. There's not an angle. It's just going flat. Okay, yeah, you have results that say your batting average is 278 on All Star, 260 whatever. Like I don't remember what they were. I don't care. You have numbers that tell you these things that you're using to back it up, but they're not realistic results. Right. You have a lot of balls that are hit in the air that just float forever. Like they, Windy. there's no wind in these in rank seasons. There's no wind. They turned it air, off. They put the air conditioners on. I don't know what it is, but you have situations where the ball's hit in the air and it just floats and guys are just running it down, have no business running down these beast hits. It's so unbelievable. And St. Louis Studios is just, it's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. It's you. It's a you problem. But yeah, anyway, sorry to hijack your segment, Jonathan. That's fine. Is that it's also just, why you don't want to play, Jonathan? He should say yes. 100% uh, no, I don't want to play because I'm still mad that my team logos aren't showing up. Oh, I was yeah. going to ask you, is it still a problem? They're not showing up? Yeah. 
Yeah. St. Louis Tudors, what the hell, man? What the hell? Other than my little rant there about the lack of a hitting engine and Jonathan not playing the game at all, I guess that's it for the offline grind. Yeah, buddy. That's why the queen loves it. That's her favorite It's her favorite segment, her favorite favorite segment, segment. for a reason. Yeah. That's why. She hasn't got long for this world. She wants as much just <laughs> venom. She can just coast right through the ground. She's like, it won't take long. She's grinding for the Roy Holiday card right now. He's right about to hit an engine. That's it for the offline grind. Let's go ahead and move on. As always, when we discuss today's program, we're going to focus on the tripod. We still need a better name. So the tripod, interest, playability, and then nostalgia. Does the card spark joy? And of course, we will, as always, have our demands. Gold Glove, Anthony Rizzo. I'm actually on the fence about this one because, well, I'll explain it later, but I'm on the fence about this one. This one may actually change next episode. Oh, really? It might change. And of course... Wow. We can't be the payoff pitch if we don't have our Dairy Queen sponsorship. Dairy Queen, please, just one episode, one measly episode. We'll make it the best episode ever. We'll get a local high school marching band to be in it, and we'll just bust we'll out actually all the stuff. We'll actually put forth an effort to come up with content. And yeah, 100%. Painting and fun. Yeah, it'll be the best episode we've ever done, but we need you first. We need your support to make the payoff pitch the best payoff pitch it could ever be. Live remotes from Dairy Queens. We'll do a live remote from a Dairy Queen. That's the demands as always. And without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into spring cleanup. And again, I will say that there was a lot to do, not a lot of time to do it. And the payoff probably wasn't the best in the world. You got two choice packs in the program, five bosses. So you got to pick two bosses of the five. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. I appreciate that. But again, I didn't get the second boss pack until four days left in the program. There was a good chance I could have ended up not getting the second boss, which is a, you know, woe is me, boohoo, first world problem situation. But I don't know that it should ever really come to the point that I have to count on double XP and four or five different collection rewards in order to get all of these cards that you want me to have. It should be easier. It shouldn't take as much time. And they're not fixing it. This is, I guess, what they want. Fun game. They love it. There's five bosses. You get to pick two of them. There were some Diamond Classic cards along the way. They all sucked. I'm not talking about them. In terms of interest, playability, or nostalgia, none of these cards. None of the there was no the, the bosses. Absolutely, oh, the bosses, okay. absolutely. There's some good cards in the boss pack, but the throwback classic pack. It was postseason David Price. Oh, who else was in there? Alec Bohm was in there. His prospect card. There's three other ones. They were whatever. Alex Dickerson was in there. That's how good these cards were. I literally cannot <laughs> remember who they were. I looked at it and said, "Okay, I'm gonna take those for collections because at some point the first boss comes out and you gotta have cards for it." So I'll look at the ones that make the most sense to help me the most. I'll take that one and then probably buy the other ones no one wanted to keep them they're all super cheap all right we'll start off with the bosses like i said you got two choice packs one card each time so you get to pick two of the five the first card was tom siever starting pitcher he's a righty all of these cards are 93 overall the tom siever card was a 1971 all-star card he has a five pitch mix uh, actually, no, the next one doesn't. He has a four-seam fastball, slider, sinker, 12-6 to six curve, and a changeup. The four-seam fastball has 95 speed, 90 control, 87 break. Slider has 86 speed, 88 control, 92 break. Sinker has 93 speed, 96 control, 82 break. The curve has 77 speed, 72 control, 78 break. Changeup, 79 speed, 65 control, 63 break. Stamina, 111. Hits per nine, 86. Case per nine of 95. And walks per nine of 80. I'll just go ahead and read through all five cards, and then we'll decide. Do 
any of these cards meet the criteria. I already picked the two cards that I thought were the best. So, you know, maybe you guys have different thoughts than I do. Probably. Probably. The next card is going to be Zach Britton. This is a closer card. He's a lefty. It's 2016 milestone card for when he set the record for the lowest ERA for a relief pitcher with a 0.54 ERA. He has a four-pitch mix. He has a sinker, slaughter, four-seam fastball, and a two-seam fastball. Sinker has 95 speed, 99 control, 99 break. Slaughter has 82 speed, 81 control, 99 break. Four-seam fastball is 96 speed, 83 control, 66 break. And the two-seamer is 97 speed, 85 control, 86 break. Stamina is 25. Hits per nine is 120. Ks per nine is 89. And walks per nine is 82. I'll consider this real quick. That hits per nine is the highest of any card right now in the game. I will say it's not even close. There's one card I think is like one 11. That's something to consider, but also Zach Britt is super hittable, like super easy to pick up. Third card in the pack is David Justice. He's a left fielder, bats left, throws left. It's a 2000 second half heroes card for the Yankees. Against right, he's 94 contact, 93 power. Against left, he's 104 contact, 108 power. Vision is 86. Fielding is 80. Arm is 74. And speed is 45. He has secondaries of center and right field. The third card, it's Kevin G.O.D.'s favorite card. I know you don't know who Kevin G.O.D. is, but in terms of the MLB The Show community, he is is like a superstar. If you watch YouTube videos or stream or do anything within the show, you know who Kevin G.O.D. is. He's a huge wrestling fan, too. Like, like that, yeah. Is he a fan of ours? I don't think he knows we exist. This is Kevin's favorite card. It is Eddie Matthews, third baseman, bats left, throws right. It's a 1953 breakout card against righties. He has 86 contact, 94 power. Against lefties, it's 84 contact, 109 power. Vision is 85. Fielding is 73. Arm is 78. Speed is 53. And he has no other secondary positions. Now, the last card in the pack. I'm a little biased towards it. I'm sure you'll see why here in two seconds. It's Ernie Banks. Oh, he's, I thought it was going to be Ron Santos' legs. He's a shortstop. Bats right, throws right. This is a 1959 All-Star card against righties. He has 78 contact, 96 power. Against lefties, it's 116 contact, 87 power. Vision is 91. Fielding is 81. Arm is 82. Speed is 50. And he does have a secondary of third base. Based on all of the criteria that we have, interest, playability, and nostalgia. Ernie Banks. Obviously. Sure, what bad. was funny was, bad. I didn't take him first. Oh, yeah. I took him Obviously. with the second pack. I took Super uh, fan. Well, because I was like, I have... Tatis at short. I love Tatis. I have Jazz Chisholm at second, even though Ernie doesn't play second. I can't move Tatis to second because I need Jazz. I was like, what do I do with if I have Ernie? I can't play him. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to play Ernie at third. <laughs> So I put Ernie Banks at third base yeah. and I played two games with him and I was like, eh, I made the right choice. <laughs> Ernie Banks is a fun card. I enjoy it. But no, the first one I took was Zach Britton. Oh yeah. Because I need another lefty in my bullpen just because I needed to replace Jose Alvarado. Oh, Jose Alvarado. He's also super hittable, but he's not as good technically like numbers wise as Zach Britton. Both of them are easy to hit. But Zach Britton's number looks better. Exactly. Yes. Zach Britton's numbers look better. There's a chance that you could actually figure out a way to pitch with Zach that could work. But the first time I faced Zach Britton, I think I hit three home runs off of him, <laughs> which is not good. Especially with the with the engine. Yeah, with the engine being as bad as it is. Although I think, to be fair, when I saw the feedback on them, none of them were like squared up. It was literally off center, no doubt home runs. So it was a busted hitting engine doing what a busted hitting engine does, rewarding you for terrible input. There's a chance you can figure out how to pitch with Zach and he'd be worth it. But for right now, he's a nice little stopgap until you can get a better lefty down the line. That's the spring cleanup boss pack, those five cards. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some good cards in here. Yeah. Eddie Matthews is actually legit. David Justice is David also. Justice is pretty good. <laughs> 
probably would have taken David Justice. Three of these cards are legit good cards. David Justice, Eddie Matthews, Ernie Banks. The pitchers are, not, are usually not the best cards. That they put. Again, with the hitting engine being what it is, there's no point to take a pitcher. Unless it's Randy Johnson, because they fixed his throwing motion, and now he's just disgusting. Why is he he's so just... gross? You didn't take a breath or something? For what it was, it was okay, I guess. Like yeah, I mean, for... for all that work, you got a pitcher you're going to use for a little bit to get somebody better. You got Ernie Banks. This yeah. is fine. Yeah, it's where we are in the game right now. These are fine cards. It wasn't a difficult decision. Like, I think that should be every single program should be like, I don't know who I'm going to take. If you have two choices, there should be three cards you want to choose. If there's one choice, like the original inning program, all three cards should be good. There should be a legitimate debate. It shouldn't come down to fanboy or just going for the most stops. Like, it should genuinely come down to these are all really good cards. I'm sure they think that when they're in their meetings and they're discussing these things. They're like, these are five really good cards and we think the community's going to love them. Not really. Everyone hates Tom Seaver. Zach Britton's easy to hit. David Justice, yeah, he can be good. Eddie Matthews is, he's also really good. Ernie Banks, really good. So, I mean, technically, yeah, you have three choices. That's what you wanted. Yeah, but at the same time, when you look at where the game is right now and the other content they've released around these, it wasn't hard. I went fanboying and then I went a bullpen arm that I probably won't use that much. When this game cycle is done, I will be surprised if I've used Zach Britton more than 10 innings. All right, so let's go ahead and move on. We'll talk about the Player of the Month program, which everyone hated. I didn't enjoy it either. Jonathan, did you hate it? He didn't play it. Oh, he doesn't play it. Okay. I didn't play it. Player of the Month program for April. No, I didn't play it. Yeah, I don't blame Wait, you. Did no, I? If, <laughs> if you did, you would know. You would know if you did the Player of the Month program because it was miserable. Before we go to the Player of the Month program, I'm going to go ahead and close on that just because, like I said, it's the last thing I want to talk about for reasons concerning Anthony Rizzo. <laughs> Spoiler, the only people that don't know are Matt and John. So, listener, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Don't worry about it. We'll get to it. Jeez. It's it's, it's a build-up. We're building. We won't really discuss the World Series cards other than just to say, here they are. Again, if you play a bunch of Ring Seasons games and you get to World Series, first off, God bless you. Second off, good luck choosing between Vinny Castilla and Clayton Kershaw. Wow, that's tough. That's a hard decision. Wow. Who I would take. Vinny Castilla? Kershaw. I know pitching sucks, but Vinny Castilla is also a but well he's actually <laughs> no you don't need him there's so many better third basemen in the game Ernie Banks yeah Ernie Banks live series Chris Bryant is actually not that good but just go with me here Nostalgia, baby. there's so many better <laughs> cards that you could play you could also take any of the prior World Series rewards up to this point I think you get like five choices if you want to just like be cool and take Dontrell by the way guys how could you let me talk this long Without discussing Dontrell. How did I do on Dontrell? Oh, how'd you do with Dontrell? I got him that night. Like, <laughs> when we recorded the episode, and I said, I have 6,000 stubs. Yeah, you had, like, a weekend to get him. I had him. a weekend to get him. Uh, it's the person my favorite heist movie, by the way. You have one weekend to get Dontrell Willis. <laughs> 48 hours to get Dontrell Willis. I got him in, like, eight hours. Oh, really? I got up to 62,000 stubs that night. And I said, yeah, that's good enough. Because I would have a little leftover after I bought him. But yeah, I got Dontrell. And I immediately debuted him. I think the next day. Mm-hmm. It didn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> he pitched four innings. His ERA after the game was a 15. <laughs> But here's the kicker. Okay, yeah, he gave up a bunch of runs. Some of them were bullshit home runs. Uh-huh. He went two for two with a single and a double, and he drove in, I think, three or four runs. And on the double, he made the guy rage quit. Oh, really? Yeah. If I can figure out how to pitch with the D-Train, I'm going to enjoy the fuck out of that card. <laughs> 
That card can hit. It's fun. Yeah, that's through the World Series rewards. And then the event rewards that almost fucked me over for this whole program. The reason I did this was because I wanted the Madison Baumgartner card. I do in 15 event games. And at the time, the monthly program had just come out and the event tied in with the monthly program. And I was like, cool, I'll go ahead and grind out two birds, one stone. I forgot one thing. I suck at this game. So all the cards I needed to do well didn't. But every card I didn't need to do well was like a rock star. Aaron Judge's live series card carried my team. He's hitting like 540, hit like six home runs, like walk off after walk off. But the cards I needed to do stuff like JP Crawford, Jock Peterson, there's a third one. Oh, it was the pitcher. Pablo Reyes, I think, was it? He got fucking smacked around a bunch too. Those player of the month cards were brutal. But anyway, I wanted the Madison Bump card. Basically, it's another Dontrell. He might pitch a little better. This is a Topps Now card from April 2nd, 2017. Very specific. Yeah, That's very how Topps Now works, man. It's a, it's from a certain day. This card has a five-pitch mix. He's a four-seamer, cutter, sweeping curve, circle change, and a sinker. 91 on the fastball, 86 on the cutter, 78 on the curve, 82 on the circle change, and then 90 on the sinker. Stamina is 92. Hits per nine, 88. Case per nine of 90. And walks per nine of 84. This card, again, can also hit. Against righties, he has 38 contact, 65 power. Against lefties, it's 44 contact, 69 power. Vision is 32. Fielding, arm, speed, they don't matter. I think the reason he got this card was because he hit two home runs on opening day. Oh. And that's what the Topps Now card is based off of. So that's why he has slightly above average power. I pitched one game with him. His ERA was three, and I think he had two hits as well. Okay, so that's pretty good. Yeah, it was fun. And then the event after that gave you basically the ultimate bench bat, probably for the rest of the year. It's Nelson Cruz. He's a righty. He's going to be your predominant lefty killer off the bench. It's a 92 overall second half heroes card, and this is why the card is so good. Against lefties, he has 122 contact, 125 power. Oh, shit. Yeah. Finally, someone meets the power threshold. Someone finally got to the power threshold. It's Nelson Cruz. And the best part is, even if you didn't get him in that event, like if I played the event right now, I just have to win seven games and I can have that card. Oh, okay. So you can still get him. I can still get him. That's the one good thing that SDS has done is they moved the rewind pack to before the actual event reward. I don't want the current card. It's John Olerud. I don't care about that card, but I want Nelson Cruz. Right. All I have to do is win seven games and I can have it versus playing this event, which I think I needed to win 15 games. So less than half the number of games to get the card originally, I get the card I want. Nelson Cruz is a really good card. And to have those numbers, holy shit, you have to take it. I don't know why you wouldn't. All right. So the last thing that we're going to discuss was probably the biggest disappointment so far. And that's saying a lot. To call this the biggest disappointment that they have done with the show 22 is, I don't know, man. I don't know how you would describe it, but it's, it was bad. It was the player of the month program. I invested heavily in some cards because I was like, all right, cool. We're going to get a really nice card. Everyone's going to want it. People have already sold their card. You're not getting a second version of this card. You have to have the original. And then the program came out and the lightning card for the month was Anthony Rizzo. Hey, it's our boy. He's our boy. He cost me uh, so many fucking stubs. Is it more than last time? Is it more than, than last time. Card? You can't buy the card, okay? It's uh, the other cards I invested in. Oh, okay. I paid well above market value on these cards thinking probably double what I put into it. Nah, man. It went the other way. These cards are essentially worthless. And now I have to hold on to them and hope that the collection is something good and people will need them. How many Anthony Rizzo's did you get? You got 14 Tops Now cards and you had to have all of them to get to stage two and then that's when you started to play the one program the cards themselves weren't good and then when it was anthony rizzo and they're like oh great another first baseman we don't need a first baseman i don't fucking care and they just didn't play and everyone sold their cards i was like fuck i need anthony rizzo but 
fuck. And then you do the program itself. What previously would take maybe an hour, two hours tops, took you seven hours. Yeah, it was so long to get to Anthony. This is so boring. Seven days after the program came out, I finally got to Anthony Rizzo. I was just like, thank God I'm done. But I used him in a ranked season game and he hit two home runs. And I was like, all right, cool. And what's worse is like you look at his stats versus his live series card. All they did was bump up contact and power and I think clutch and everything else stayed the same. What is he? Lightning card. I'm glad you asked, Matt. He got a 92 overall. Against righties, he has 81 contact, 100 power. Against lefties, it's 86 contact, 102 power. His vision is 72. Fielding is 77. Arm is 45 and his speed is 20. And he has no secondary positions. That's a 92. And that's why I have to consider changing the demand because I'm not sure that we'll get Gold Glove Anthony Rizzo because we They're have. They're not going to give you a 30 Anthony Rizzo. Yes, what I was saying. But someone was like, oh, no, no, no. They'll, they'll give you your flashback card. And I'm like, technically, this is a flashback card. And I don't know how you improve on this card realistically. Right. His card would be like a 96, but it would be because they improve his defense. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure they'll make his power and contact against lefties worse. So this card. Because will be younger. You have fresh legs. I have a 23. He'd probably have like 25 or 26 speed. <laughs> So realistically, this card for Anthony probably going to be as good as it gets. And it's fine. It's a good card, but it's not the lightning card. It should have been someone else yeah. for sure. But they chose Anthony. Thank you, I guess. I don't want to be a jerk about it. Thank you for the card. But also, why couldn't you just give me my gold glove card? That's all I want. <laughs> there were two other cards along the way that are worth mentioning. One of them is your lefty bench bat. Your Yang to Nelson Cruz's Yen. It's Jock Peterson. Okay. Who I did say had, had a slow start for me. Yeah, you said he was doing awful for you. He was awful, but once I got past the point I didn't need his stats, he's like, okay, I'll hit the ball now. He's hitting like 350 or something like that for me right now with like four or five home runs. And this is all after it didn't matter. Like after I'd already gotten all the XP that I needed from him. But against righties, he has 106 contact, 115 power. That's That's good. Pretty good. That's pretty good. pretty good. And that's why you put him on your bench. He's the first one off to face a writing. And if you're some sort of weirdo, you can also play first base. <laughs> but at the same time, you're sacrificing against lefties. He has 62 contact, 54 power. You got to think about that real hard. Madison Bumgarner has more power against lefties. Madison Bumgarner. Like significantly more too, like 15 points. He does, absolutely. <laughs> it's like significantly more power. And then the last card we're going to discuss. This is a legend card that they didn't put in the game last year, and they brought it back this year, and they tried to pretend that it was a new legend. No, it's Andre he's Dawson. He's obviously old oh, a legend. Okay. He's a legend. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's the thing. He's old, so he's a legend. Yeah, so this Andre Dawson card is from April of 1986. It's a 91 overall. Right fielder. Bats right, throws right. Against righties, he has 81 contact, 84 power. Against lefties, it's 95 contact, 88 power. Vision is 77. Fielding is 81. Arm is 86. Speed is 77. And you can also play left and center. It's a cool card. I'm glad he's back. I missed him last year. Although I didn't realize it until literally two months before the game was over that he wasn't in the game anymore. Yeah. So it's kind of, I guess, reflects on me. Andre Dawson's in-game card will be really good. But he probably won't make the squad anyway because Andrew McCutcheon is just better. <laughs> That's it for the whole spring cleanup program. Let's go ahead and give it our rating system. Jonathan, you want to go first? No. <laughs> <laughs> So you're going to give it like strikeout looking? Is that what we'll call it? No effort? Like the, the bat state oh, like show? Um, yeah, sure. Whatever. I don't All fucking right. care. Neither does St. Louis Studios. So you're on the same page. <laughs> You've got the energy down. I appreciate that. I'll go with a bunt third strike. Yeah. Like, I think that's what it was. They were trying to play it safe, try to advance the runner, and they just fucked up. That ball went foul. Strike three, motherfucker, you're out. Like, that's... <laughs> I'm giving spring cleanup a bunt third strike. I'm going to give him a bunt, too. 
but mine is a hit by pitch bunt. You get to base, so there is a positive outcome because there's some good stuff in there. But mostly you just don't want to get hit by a pitch when you're bunting. So I guess we all agree it was not their best effort. Matt gives them more credit than he probably should. But I don't play the game, so I don't yeah. actually have it. That's true. You still have not won him over St. Louis Studios, so that's it for the Play of the Month program. Do we want to do the walk-up music real quick? Well, let's, all right. let's hype it up for next episode. We'll save it for the next episode because the next episode is literally Roy Holiday and Friends. You're so fucking mad about it already. There's nothing to discuss. <laughs> it's Roy Holiday. You have to take Roy Holiday. We'll save the walk-up music for the next episode because it is Holiday and Friends. There's no way there's going to be a lot to discuss. But yeah, We'll be back in two weeks, roughly. It depends on what my schedule will allow us. We'll discuss Holiday and Friends and we'll let you know our walk-up music. I already know what mine is. I'm going to right now. There's no way you guys have better music than me. There's no way. Oh, no, it's I all do. new metal. I know I do. No, it's not all new metal. <laughs> I'm going to guess what Nick says. Break stuff. No Limp Biscuit. No Limp Biscuit. You know what? The third song on my list, you guys will be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say it right now. You're going to be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? But I'm going to explain why I chose each song that I chose. That'll do it for this week's episode. We'll be back in two weeks, a fortnight. All right, guys, if you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. We're located literally anywhere on the internet that you can listen to podcasts. We're on Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Deezer, Pandora, Pocket Cast, Ghana, iHeartRadio. Anywhere in the world that you can listen to a podcast, you can find the payoff pitch. Make sure to subscribe and tell all your friends to subscribe as well. And while you're there, make sure to leave us a five-star review let us know what you like in the comments what you didn't like it really does help with not fixing the show at all because most of us are illiterate and of course if you do leave a comment we will make jonathan read it at some point so that's a perk yeah i think so. that's a people, perk people want that people don't know they want it but they do and make sure to follow us on twitter at this is the payoff you can also follow me on twitch at twitch.tv forward slash get good nick that's g-i-t g-u-d-n-i-c-k get good nick again that will do it for this week's episode we'll be back in roughly two weeks time where we will discuss holiday and friends and let you know what our walk-up songs will be stay safe out there call your moms and just try to get through this game guys we're all in it together and this was the payoff pitch How long would you wait for Taco Bell? Apparently 20 minutes. You wait 20 minutes for Taco Bell. Well, the mistake I made was I like pre-ordered it. Oh, so you'd already bought it. I was locked in. Can you like, not just go in in the building and get it? I probably could have. Yes. I don't think it would have But if the line time. outside is that slow, it's, like take you last time it's not going to get any faster inside. It's well, just, usually they make it faster inside because they don't want to look at your face.